It's Monday night. Good evening. Welcome. It's the Independence Gang. I'm JV along with co-host Britt Griffith as we wait for our fourth to join us here. We had a last-minute switcheroo on the fourth box down in the bottom. Let's see. This way, right? Oh, this way. How do you do it? No, this way. There it is. There it is. Yeah, down is easy, Britt. Down is simple. Try to do the corner. Point at Benny <laughs> yes. for me. Point at Benny. Oh, point at Benny? Yeah. Uh, I can't even get my... <laughs> See, it's not so hard. That's me. You're pointing at me. All right. There we go. It's just not... It's, it's, I think it's, I got the finger in the right there way. There it is. Okay, so down in that box, uh, uh, we're just looking for... Be careful where you're putting that finger. You don't know where it's been. I know exactly where it's been. Uh, Benny, welcome back. Haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Hope everything's good with you. I know that we've... You know, we were just talking about snow prior to the to the show going live here. We've had a little bit here in Cooperstown. You say in, in Tennessee you usually get a dusting before Christmas? I didn't wouldn't think that's the case, but you do? We usually do. I mean, well, we're higher elevation in East Tennessee also, so it's a little bit different uh, climate-wise as far as winter goes than Central and Western Tennessee. So here in East Tennessee, we usually get some snow before Christmas, yes. All right. Well, next time you come out of the show, bring a map for us so you can explain it all to us. You know, point it out according to <laughs> the topography of of Tennessee. <laughs> right. I well, I welcomed everybody in the chat rooms. By the way, if if you're wondering why I'm just rambling about nothing, as we're tr- waiting for our sub to get in uh, in contact, she had texted me saying that she wasn't able, uh, she connected, but we couldn't see her. So I don't know what's happening. She's working on it. So I'm trying to guide her through that as I talk. Uh, let's see. Gene in our YouTube chat said that Kimberly got in trouble on Facebook. Is that correct, Britt? Oh, there she is. All right. That is correct. Yeah. She got in trouble on Facebook too? Or no, she wasn't. No, it was Trish in trouble on Twitter. Uh yeah, Trish got in trouble on Twitter. Yeah, she uh she um she called basically called Jill Biden white trash. <laughs> that got so her in Facebook, trouble. She is white trash. So that fa- got her in trouble. Yeah, so so Facebook suspended her for thirty days. Oh yeah, God. thirty this days she is, got suspended. It's it's just crazy. Hey, Rebecca, welcome. Every time I see you, you've got a new new mic, new headphones. What you just you just like try them out from Amazon and then send them back? How does this work? <laughs> no, usually my hair is hiding all of this. Oh, stuff, okay, so but... we can just see it. Well, that's right. We can just see it differently now. Oh, that makes sense. Hey friends, JV here. Just asking you to give a moment of consideration to supporting the program. There are a bunch of ways you can do it, and every little bit helps us bring the show to you five nights a week. All you have to do is go to the website. It's independencegang.com. There's a donate page there. You can see it in the menu heading, or you can type in independencegang.com slash donate. It'll give you the opportunity to make a uh, gift to the show. That helps us pay for software, access to uh, information, all the things that we need to do to bring the show to you. So thanks so much for considering that option and we look forward to bringing you more great programming all right well let's get started with some of the stuff going on because i think that we need to right out of the block since we are quasi i don't know Britt, would you consider this show to be part of the media maybe the new media maybe the alternative media we're the alternative media definitely we are definitely and we are part of it there's a lot of us out here doing it and this is a good thing because we are we are um not letting the corporate media just willy-nilly get away with their lies 
Well, part of the corporate corporate media just got fired. Chris Cuomo, after uh, being suspended, <laughs> was that on Friday he was suspended, I think? They announced that he was going to be suspended yes. or Thursday or Friday, whatever it was. And, and that suspension, It was last week, a couple days. Yeah, and that suspension has turned into a complete outright firing. This is an interesting story because this seems to uh, suggest that there's a lot more going on here than we've been told. Because quite honestly, Benny, what little bit I know about this doesn't seem to be that... Well, in terms of CNN's uh, acceptance of stuff like this, it doesn't seem to be that, that egregious. Given the fact, what what's his name? Uh, uh, what the hell is his name? Lubin Tubin. Tubin did, and other CNN anchors have done. Uh, Don Lemon is another one. This seems to be kind of right in the mix with that. What do you think's going on here? Well, it sounds to me like there's a bit of a shakeup going on over there, and maybe it's because of their terrible ratings. I mean, I think that, in the age of Donald Trump from, you know, when he announced he was running all the way until um, he left office, they, they their ratings were higher because people were going on to um, hear him be uh, bashed and uh, disrespected and made fun of. And now people go there for the news. And if Trump's out of the picture, it's just, it's boring. It's, um, it's not topical. Uh, it's not honest, for sure. Um, they're not holding the government accountable. The media is supposed to be, uh, you know, the watchdogs, and uh, they're just—it's uh, it, just boring. The ratings are terrible. I mean, it's—I mean, seeing him fired for something like that—it's—it's uh, it's interesting. But I think there's, you know, the media is just out to make money and to divide the U.S. population <laughs> with talking points. So. Uh, when they don't have the funds to do that, I think you see shakeups like this. But I think it was funny, like Joe Rogan said, he said, now the uh, the alpha male at CNN is Anderson Cooper. Oh, my. <laughs> that is kind of funny to put it in perspective. Uh, there's a, a set of texts that were released, Rebecca, between Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, and his brother, Governor Andrew Cuomo's top aide. Her name, uh, what's her first name? It's DeRosa something. Melissa DeRosa? What is it? Yeah, Melissa DeRosa, in which he says, please hit me, help, let me help with the prep, talking about getting his, uh, gov his brother governor prepared for uh, making statements to the press about this. He said, please let me help with the prep. He wanted to fully write a prepared statement for his brother to use in response to these sexual harassment accusations. If he was doing opposition opposition research and trying to find dirt on the people that were accusing his brother, that's one thing. If he was simply helping his brother, uh, I don't know that I wouldn't help my brother if my brother was in trouble. Particularly if I had, I had uh, you know some skills, a certain skill set, which apparently and uh, Chris Cuomo had or has, and uh, I would use them to help one of my family members. And I don't think I would be concerned about what the company thought of it. Um. I, I see where you're coming from. I mean, I understand, you know, wanting to protect your blood and so forth, but I, I would also, I have to say, even if it's family, I'm the type of person that if it's a shady person, wit deep in my heart, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to protect that person, maybe my child, but I don't know about a brother. I know that sounds like I'm just a backstabber, but I think I'm just more um, like that. Well, regardless of the way I am, he's just... He's a rat fink. That uh, Cuomo's both of yeah, them. All of them. Yeah. They need to go. And the one that was fired, I don't even care 
really, I know his face. I don't even know his name. <laughs> um, he really did need to go from everything that's been published about him, even the things that have been off camera. He is a crude, horrible person where the standards do not apply to him in any way, shape, or form. And I'm shocked that he lasted this long with them, with everything that's come out. So good for them for firing him. I'm happy. Yeah, maybe that. it's a bit of an Italian thing. I don't know. Um, um, we've been told, as an, as somebody who is Italian, even though my last name wouldn't suggest that, uh, we I've been told I'm very clannish. Maybe it's a clannish Italian thing where I would do just about anything to help my brother or my sister. I don't have a brother, uh, Brett, and maybe that's just a part of being an Italian. I don't know. No, I would do the same for uh, blood is blood. You do what you got to do to protect your family because it's all you got. And and with I mean, you know, with what Rebecca saying about eh, you know he was particularly disgusting, and so was his brother. Yeah. So was the whole family. It's true. I mean, they're they're a particular level of disgusting. Um, yeah. Let's be honest. The only reason that Chris had that job is because his brother Andrew was the governor. And once Andrew was gone, there was no reason for CNN to keep Chris around, especially with the ratings that he had and how much they were paying. It was all just it was just all about the connection to his brother, who was, uh, you know, the governor. It's power, money, influence, uh, and they wanted that, and they want that access so they could do what they want. Also, um, you know, so he was he what he was let go for is, I mean, when someone's fired, very rarely are they really fired for what's put down on paper. It's always other stuff. There are a lot of rumblings that have been going on for years about those two and sexual harassment in the workplace and, you know, the the, the handsy thing and all that stuff, the Italian thing they wanted to blame it on. Um, he is just as bad as um, uh, as his brother, the governor. Uh, so stuff's coming out. Also, um, uh, Chris Cuomo's camp is dropping the 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 tips, the leaks, the whatever, that Jeff Zucker was in on all of it. Jeff Zucker knew everything that he was doing. So what's that all about? Does that mean Zucker's going next, um, which would be interesting? And uh, to what Benny said, there is new management over at uh, above CNN. I think it's a new owner. And that new owner is already, I mean, what's coming out of that particular camp um, is that is it new owner, new management up in the Comcast level? I don't know what that. I don't know exactly what it is, but what's coming out is they are not happy with the personally personality driven news that CNN is, and they want to go back to just the facts, ma'am, Sergeant Friday type, you know, just basic straight hard news. So maybe this is their way of starting the purge. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because uh, Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, now. Uh, issued a statement in which he said, I could not be more proud of the team at Cuomo Primetime and the work we did as CNN's number one show in the most competitive time slot. Let's take a look. First of all, they're the only CNN show on CNN during that primetime slot. It's not like there's multiple CNN shows going on. So they're the only one. So, of course, they're going to be the number one CNN show during that primetime slot. But let's look at the ratings. And I don't know if you can read this because it's kind of small, and I wanted to include it all here for perspective. But if you go to 9 p.m., there are three news channels listed here, Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC. Hannity has 395. Uh, it's hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Now, if we look at total ratings, not just in the demographic, that was in the demo. If we look at total ratings, uh, it's kind of worse. Um, Hannity has... This is, I think, 2.798 million. 
Cuomo has 754,000 and Maddow has 1.884 million. So I think these are the millions. I think the other ones were were uh thousand uh, yeah, thousand. Oh, was that were the other ones not overall? Yeah, the other what ones were the other demo. One? Was that the, 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 the demo. 18 to Within the demo, oh, uh, gotcha. 25 okay, okay. to 54. So those, are, hundreds, right. those are thousands. And then um, this is, uh, this is, this is uh, millions. So anyway, you can, the point here is that he is so far behind in all the ratings that this could purely, Benny, be a, be a ratings thing. I mean, they look at this, and sure, sure, you do have a, a just cause to fire the man. However, you, you, now you have a, a pretty good monetary reason. He's sucking in the ratings, Benny. <laughs> he was I, I, all of CNN. I mean, in that chart that you just did, if you're comparing them to the other two, um, you know, news channels of Fox News and MSNBC, um, it looks to me like they're last in almost every time slot. Um, mm-hmm. It's just funny the way that he spun it when he said, like, you know, <laughs> CNN's most competitive, you know, show. And most it's like, well, <laughs> you're competing against yourself. You know, that's not something to brag about. But, um, you know, they're, they're the champions of spin over there. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's just the way that, that the leftist media operates, you know, um, this inversion and this, this projection is called in psychological circles. And, um, you know, they would call everyone fascists, you know, when they're the definition, yeah. you know, they say we're anti-fascist and we're doing this and democracy back and all that. The, <laughs> the media in our country, at least, uh, like, like I was saying before, uh, and maybe Brit is onto something with the new management over there saying we want more of a, you know, Cronkite type of uh, uh, type of programming uh, where people can trust and people can, um, you know, just go there for the facts only. But the thing the thing that CNN does is, you know, it really works to, to divide people. And the CIA has mm-hmm. been heavily involved in media since the JFK assassination. I don't want to don't know if you want to go down that rabbit hole just yet, but um, certainly there are some aspects, criminal aspects of, of our government that are involved in the media that like to keep the population divided for a number of reasons. Uh, I'm, I'm a little uh, still a little confused about those numbers that we looked at, but regardless of what the totals are, if you can, if you just look at them in comparison, you can see how far behind, as Benny pointed out, CNN is in every single time slot. But where's the where's the uh, the potato guy or the uh, what's the the, the uh, Stelter? Stelter. Where's he in this? He's not on here. Does he only do a he's weekend? A week, he's a weekend show. Oh, okay. yeah, he's a weekend show. Gotcha. I see. He's it. he's angling for Kumo's spot. Oh God. It's so bad. He's so horrible. Uh, Rebecca, I'm going to change this topic here a little bit because Jen Psaki was asked again about Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, this facade has been going on for over a year since before last year's presidential election where all of the uh, people associated with Biden's campaign just refused to admit this thing was real. Talked about it being Russian disinformation, which is the biggest joke uh, you could tell about this it's turned out to be more than authentic uh and miranda divine from the new york post has written a book about this laptop and all the damaging information that's on it some and it's very serious stuff by the way this isn't just you know talking about drugs and hookers which was some of it (laughs) but i mean there's a lot of implications that his father who is now the sitting president of the united states is corrupt af and um Saki was asked about it in a press conference again, and her reply was, I don't have time uh, or concern to worry about the laptop, something along those lines. 
they just get away with just denying this thing. They just deny it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. It's what she does. Or she overlooks it or she just acts like and understand the questions. It's pretty hilarious how she can just be grilled and she skips over the it's amazing to watch her sometimes um, as far as hunter biden goes he and his father are one in the same i would not doubt at some point that he was um, molested or sexually abused given the whole um, allegation of pedophilia that runs in the family when you say he and, Rebecca, do you mean hunter yeah okay i i would i would put money on the fact that he has been in some point um sexually accosted molested maybe by his own father i don't know but old joe smelling everybody the way he does along with the ring of alleged pedophiles that he hangs with um i i know that that was one of the i don't know which story it was that came out but it was like social media justice actually and there were photos of um, him with children in garter belts and drugs it's like that's that's an actual photo and all of a sudden weeks later capital stormed and all of these um other people's laptops including pelosi's are stolen I, you know that's a whole other ball of wax right there but i there yeah i don't know if i can actually discuss that but um i would bet that um what's on the laptop is something that <laughs> I, I I mean, what was it? Seventy-one people? No, I'm sorry. There's it's in the hundreds, isn't it? That have killed themselves that Clinton knew, and I can guarantee that she's in there too. So we're actually I'm I am going on a train right now. So <laughs> you're I'm, my mind <laughs> is just off you. on these different. <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking of everything as I'm processing this, and if you look at you know. The White House is definitely going to deny this. Joe Biden has just, absolutely no idea what's going on. And Hunter is as crooked as the day is come, comes. And, and uh, he's, he's a druggist, a druggie. He is crooked. He is a pedophile. I, I don't know what else to say. He's a bad man. Bad, yeah, it's just, it's just amazing to man. me that the information that we know, and, and it just more continues to come out, is so yeah. damning. That if this were, if Trump were on, any of these people had the last name Trump that are involved in this thing, there would be a firestorm of media coverage exactly. and attention to this one issue. Forget about the, the yeah. 30 other issues that deserve similar attention. This one alone would get that type of, uh, type of scrutiny, Britt. Yeah. Uh, but the, the media, completely disinterested, not interested at all. They don't care. You know, it's funny. Rebecca was talking in half sentences. I knew exactly what she meant. See, that's your own language. Exactly you the train that you were language. on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I knew exactly the train you were on. Because um, it's true. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that laptop that we don't even know about. Uh, that the, that it's just it's it's bad news from top to bottom. And sadly for Hunter, uh, uh, he was just a tool that that his old man used. I mean, by, Hunter was just along for the ride. Keeping the cash, doing the drugs, banging the hookers, you know, um, and it's a bad scene all the way around. And we have a we are compromised right now. We can just tell by what's going on in the world and what's going on within our country with this administration and the stuff that's just just going on. So, you know, it. it, it I wish we had just half of the level of aggressiveness that Trump dealt with 
in the press corps to throw out Pisaki because it'd be a much different animal. They are lapdogs for him. The only one that asks serious questions is Ducey uh, right yeah. now from Fox. And um, uh, yeah, they, they get away with everything. The only thing, the only thing that I, that I, that I try to hang my hat of solace, solace on is that history will be very unkind to them. Down the road, it will all come out. Like, you know, the whole J. Edgar Hoover stuff eventually came out and totally tarnished who that man was. And he didn't get to go down in history as a righteous man. He went down in history as a very evil authoritarian man. I hope that the same thing happens to them, the Bidens. Well, I think uh, the history that will play out in the polls in 2022 won't be very kind to them. And hopefully that will continue to 2024 for certain. Uh, but either way, you know, whoa, Excuse me. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to cover my mic. <laughs> um, either way, Britt, uh, there, there's so much in this laptop apart from just the scandalous stuff that Hunter did. But things like emails from Chinese partners and from other uh, people trying to give diamonds and money and uh, buy influence. I mean, there's. There's so many of these that uh, that uh, it's it's you can't even deny it. So uh, the fact that the press ignores it is just. I mean, it kind of proves the point that you talk about often. They're not in it for the for anything but themselves, and whether it's the politicians or the press. Uh, you go ahead and take it uh, right. for, to what you have next. All right, um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put a button on the end of this uh, thing with the press. Um, they are in on it. The press is not the the corporate media. Is being run by their corporate overlords, which are which are international globalist companies, and that's what they're doing. That's why all the stuff is suppressed. The only reason we know about what we know about, for the most part, is the independent journalists that are out there uh, uh, that are digging, and they're not answering to a corporate overlord. They're doing their own thing. They have Substacks. They they write their reports, put them on their websites, and then tweet them out for us to read. That's the only reason. They, they are the true media, which. Circles back to what you mentioned in the beginning, JV. We are part of that because I bring a lot of that independent reporting that I read to the show to disseminate to people who don't have time to read all of it or maybe put a link up that drives somebody to it. So we're all part of it, and we are going to be the ones that legitimately save this country with just the flow, getting that flow of information out. Um, so uh, since we're kind of on the media thing, <sighs> sorry. So, 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 Benny, I ran across this. Devin Nunes is retiring at the end of the month to become the CEO of Trump's new media group. I mean, Trump is grabbing some big, heavy hitters from inside Washington, and this guy gets what's going on. He's the one that kind of broke open all of the Russiagate and spying and whatnot. Is this what a real? I mean, exactly. When Trump <laughs> mentioned. The new social, the true social, all that stuff. I kind of roll my eyes a little bit. That, but this is serious. Yeah, this would this would be good for him and his, um, you know, stamp on, uh, you know, social media and uh, I think you know, media in general and his, you know, um, uh, just the way that he conducts himself uh, and gets information out because he's been banned from just about every other, you know, uh, major one that that is that is able to. You know, speak to millions um, at one time, which which would be good. But um, I mean, if if Trump is going to run again in twenty twenty four for the presidency, I think what he should do is be doing. And may, maybe this is in his plans. I don't know, but I, I just see because he is a man of the people 
you know, he's the first president that was not previously uh, involved with politics um, or the military. He is completely from the private sector. He's one of us. And I, I hope that he does a national speaking tour going to every major city and sometimes not even cities, sometimes farmlands, you know, sometimes, you know, just towns and meets with people, um, goes to the small businesses, you know, um, finds out what is ailing the middle class, you know, get, get to know folks and, um, you know, go to businesses, go to farms, um, go to cities and be, be a man of the people, go on a national speaking tour um, raising awareness and it's going to draw such attention. The media will not be able to ignore one bit. And he's going to come out saying, I learned all these things about how our country works, the inner workings from, you know, the lowest of the low. I, I want him to go to a, you know, freaking Wendy's or McDonald's and, you know, meet the people there, you know? Um, and not only would he garner, a lot of votes that way, but he would spread his message of freedom and he would show that he is one of uh, the people and had this national speaking tour. Um, it would gain traction. I mean, it would be, imagine like a, a political Woodstock thing that just travels around. I mean, it, it, it would, it would be a party. It'd be awesome. That's what I think he should be focusing on in the uh, coming, you know, months and uh, you know, year or two um, because, well, they could just easily fine. just have a kill switch on the internet and then he won't get, get any information out, even if he has a media company. Well, it is funny that you say that because he is touring with Bill O'Reilly. They have dates in uh, on the December 19th in Dallas, Texas, December 11th, Sunrise, Florida, December 12th is Orlando, Florida. And I can go on. It goes off the bottom of my screen. It's called the History Tour with Bill O'Reilly and Donald Trump. So basically, cool. he's going to have Bill O'Reilly with him up on stage, which would be great because it'll keep him focused. And run him probably down roads that he wouldn't normally talk. You know, he kind of gets stuck in his 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 easy quips, you know, and his his talking his version of talking points. Um, Bill O'Reilly will help steer him down some stuff that he probably wouldn't think to talk about. But so he is doing that. So Rebecca, so not only did he hire Devin Nunes to be his CEO, who definitely understands this whole right wing, left wing, social media censorship stuff. Uh, the SPAC, which was the way that they raised money over the weekend. They broke $1 billion. They raised $1 billion to launch this uh, Trump media, the Truth Social, uh, which apparently is much bigger than just a social network. But they, they have a billion dollars to launch this now, and money is still flowing in. So hiring Devin Nunes, who gets it, having enough money to do what he needs to do, I mean, th this is going to be a juggernaut that, that big tech is not, I mean, they're not going to be able to stop this to Democrats. Well, everything sounds wonderful. However, as much as I despise Obama, one, two, and three, um, he did one good thing, and that was net neutrality. And Trump came in and removed net neutrality, which made it fair for everyone it, it kept everybody kind of monitored and controlled. So ISPs and different corporations and different companies couldn't just control it each aspect, like an a la carte. But when Trump removed net neutrality, he gave Facebook and Twitter and every 
company out there the opportunity to say, you know what, I don't want to do it this way. I want to do it this way. And there's nobody monitoring that anymore. So now Trump is dealing with all of these companies that are able to say, well, we don't like your content, so we're going to shut you off, which in one case, they couldn't do that under net neutrality laws. They, they, could, not, they, they could not do that. And it also prevented ISPs and other organizations from putting someone lower on a totem pole, like a mom and pop organization. It Now everybody is seeing if you watch this, you've got to pay for it. If you want to see the Discovery Plus or this, you've got to go in and pay for that to be streamed. And so I think that that's one of the dumbest things he did in presidency because now he's seeing a backlash of that where social media is concerned because they have, he, he can't just, it's not equal anymore. Put it that way. It's not equal. And regardless of what he does on social media, there are still controlling factors. So he can build as big of, uh, of a system and he can have this social media awesomeness place for conservatives to go to, but it's still controlled by someone else who runs the wires. That's where I see he's going to run well, into a problem. Not exactly anymore. We are, we, JV, we are, they are seriously building the parallel universe for us to run on the tracks that run next so. to the tracks. Uh, so. They are. So, so this just came out this morning, I caught. Uh, so even before the platform slated at launch next year, that's a Trump's platform thing. The CEO of Rumble's parent company on Monday revealed that they're in a distribution deal between the Trumps and their network and their infrastructure. And Rumble's infrastructure is completely immune to big tech. They are completely standalone on their own. And they're going to contract with Trump, they're in negotiations. So therefore, all of the video hosting that, you know, like we do with Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. Oh, God, I can't believe what I said not? that. They're going to they're gonna run on the Rumble platform. Yeah, exactly. They're going to run on the Rumble the Rumble infrastructure. So Trump and this, this machine, they have successfully, they're going to build a standalone parallel track that legitimately... The only way they can be affected is if the governing body of the ISPs that gives you your, your .com stuff, your domain registration, if they go woke, we're all screwed. But that's the only linchpin that could shut them down is if they yeah. did that. And I think they're working on a workaround on that. Hopefully. Uh, I think this is – I think there's a lot of naivete going on here. First of all, a billion dollars is nothing in this world. Facebook is market capitalized at a trillion dollars. Twitter is only 36, 30, how much? Twitter is uh, 36 billion. They're, not, they're the small boy on the block. Google is $2 trillion. Apple is $2 trillion. Microsoft is over a trillion dollars. A billion dollars is pennies in this world. So let's assume that a billion, and maybe that's enough to get it started. I don't know. Let's assume that it does. It gets started. Then they got to have the business to keep it going because I don't think it's going to come out of Trump's pocket. I don't think he's going to fund the bills. And those bills will get pretty hefty. So they have to have a business model that will bring in revenue to allow them to survive and grow and do all these other things. What's the business model? I don't know. Maybe it's a great one. And I'm not suggesting it's not. I just don't know. But they're going to need one. It's not about just building servers and putting it out. It's got to it's got to function and be self-sufficient. Uh, even Twitter doesn't make money at this point. So 
You know, how long is that going to? How long can that continue? And then you're talking about as as uh, uh, it's it's Amo, I guess, is the name in our in our uh, foxhole chat. Said you know it's building an echo chamber. That's the problem, Britt. You and I have talked about it a hundred times. The yep. You know, the echo chambers don't do anybody any good. If all the conservatives go to one place and all the liberals are over on one place, we're just talking to ourselves. It's, I mean, it's nice mm-hmm. to hear people who agree with you and to talk to people that agree with you, but it's not moving the ball forward at all. I mean, it's all, you know, it's mm-hmm. still kind all right, of... But what do we... Go ahead. But throwing that back at Emo in there, and I'll let you answer for him, her. Um, right now, what we have is we have the left controlling everything and shutting us down. Right. We have nowhere to go. No, I know. It's, so, so we have it, to have a place. Well, I agree. Yeah, no, there's got to be a place for us to do our thing. And thank God there are these free speech platforms uh, arising. But, uh, you know, what's their longevity? You, I mean, in the conversation here, we were talking about worried about somebody pulling a plug on an IP address. I promise you the plug is going to be pulled when they can't make money after five years and no one's going to invest in the stock to you know to give them money to burn through stock sales you know it's just there's a business component to this that has to work too and how many woke companies the big companies are going to you know put millions of dollars of advertising into some of these platforms i doubt there'll there'll be many of them you know you'll get my you'll get my pillow all over the place but are you going to get and you'll get relief (laughs) relief factor all over the place but are you going to get GM? Are you going to get Apple? Are you going to get you know whatever? So I I just we just got to be really really careful here because it's more than just a platform. It's not just a free place to express ideas. It's got to be able to make money too. Yeah, and I think I I, I don't know this article was long and I, oh, I didn't oh, want to make sorry, a whole show about this one article. I did, hold on, I I did want to mention something about Nunes. Yeah. So Nunes is being redistricted out of his office anyway. This is not him being altruistic either. I, I like Nunes, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that if he had a chance to win his seat back, he would stay in Congress. I, I guess. Maybe the offer is too good to be to, for him either way. I don't know. But the fact is, New York has re, or excuse me, California has redistricted him out of a seat. The district he would have to run is so heavily Democrat now he'll never win. So this is kind of, a, I think, a lifeline oh, to him. I didn't know a that. lifeline to him from Trump. He gets it, so hopefully, hopefully that helps uh, push us along in the right direction, and it does what it needs to do. Um, and it's it's a lot bigger than just a platform to post. There's a the, the article was about there was a lot of under the hood stuff that was interesting for me. All right, so moving on from that because that's all wonky, boring crap. Um, first thing I want to do is I want to thank uh, Joe Biden because he did this. This is what I paid this morning for diesel fuel five oh nine a gallon. Wow! But if you look at unleaded there five nineteen five twenty nine and five thirty nine for the expensive Hold stuff. Hold on, Brett. Did you take and that this picture? Is, I did. Nice. Uh, do all gas stations in California have sculpted uh, hedges like that? Like they are on Disneyland property? Uh, uh, the ones that charge five oh nine a gallon <laughs> apparently do. <laughs> They're very nice hedges. Are they real? Uh, this was in fake? a nicer area of LA called Eagle Rock. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, they 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 that that community pays for artwork like that. That the gas station doesn't pay for that. That's a that's some artsy fartsy thing that they do in the community. Gotcha. Um but anyway, I just wanted to thank Joe Biden for that because ouch, it hurts. It hurts a lot. All right, so let's do some omni uh Omicron? Is that right? Um, Did Omicron. I get it right? No. Omicron? Omicron is right. Omicron, Omicron is Biden's mispronunciation. Okay, so Omicron. Let's do a quick little thing of Omicron. We'll start with you, uh, Benny, 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 and the Jets. 
This is from Britt Hume. This is a Slate.com article, basically. Uh, it's about Omicron. It says, none of the cases so far in the U.S. have resulted in serious illness. And the World Health Organization has said that no Omicron cases there, Britt, which Britt, have been Britt, detected. Britt, 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 There's no N after the M. It's Omicron. Um, I mean, Omicron. Omicron cases, which have been detected in at least 38 countries, have resulted. None of them have resulted in death. There's been no deaths from Omicron. So what are we worried about? Why are we panicking so hard? I don't I don't know who's panicking. I mean, is the media panicking? I mean, I, I, I don't know anybody who sees it as something that is something to be afraid of. I mean, everything I've read in um, through scientists and and um, and researchers have said this this could be the COVID cure because the symptoms are so mild that it's it's not even a common cold, um, but right. But the media, the, but the media has to hype it because they're making money off of it. And um, I mean, listen, I mean, I, you I, you guys know me well. I mean, I've been saying since March of 2020 that this whole this whole thing is just part of the Great Reset, and the government's going to use it to put in place who they want for years to come, and all these things. I said that in March of 2020. So, um, uh, I think. This, this comes back to the eight stages of democracy, in my opinion. There's a Scottish historian called uh, Lord uh, uh, Titler, I think, and he said that the eight stages of, democ of democracy go like this. Um, from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to complacency, from complacency to apathy, from apathy to dependence, and finally from dependence back to bondage. And that was what he said, you know, hundreds of years ago. And I think that that's what we're seeing now. And th th they're using the whole pandemic, fake pandemic, you know, to uh, as a cover to usher in a new world order that they've been trying to for years and years and years, but haven't haven't been able to because it was never under the guise of a public health emergency where you get people doing the, doing the government's dirty work and companies and corporations doing the government's dirty work um, for them. So uh, I don't know what people are so afraid of uh, with this, but um, like you said, I mean, I, I really don't know who's panicking. I mean, the media has, uh, has a hand in this, obviously. <laughs> and uh, so, so does Big Pharma. I mean, if you look at Pfizer and Moderna, have you seen their um, their uh, their their annual um, revenues? I mean, they have billions of dollars in profit, billions. Yeah, and 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 it's only, only going to go up. I mean, and really, it's not about uh, the the health healthcare establishment and um, Big Pharma is not in not out to make people healthy because a healthy person to mm -hmm. them is, is as good as a dead person because they can't make money off of them. So, mm -hmm. exactly. um, they, they, so they, they don't want healthy people. <laughs> That's why they say, you know, the, the whole thing was, you know, use sanitize everywhere you go. Don't leave your house. Don't see people. Um, don't get, you know, d don't get vitamin D from the sun. All these things are really good ways to kill your one's immune system. Um, so as long as they have sick people, they'll be happy and they can keep this charade going. Right. So, Rebecca, so 
along the lines of the COVID thing, uh, I grabbed this off of uh, off of the Twitter uh, uh, oil filled rando. Uh, I messaged with him a lot. I'm trying to get him actually to come on the show. He says a lot of cool stuff. Um, so this venue right here, which is the Kennedy Center, got twenty five million dollars in COVID relief, and oil filled like me. He works in the oil field, since his name like me. We were uh, exempt from the 1400s after being late. He got laid off in 2020 and he didn't get the 1400 stimulus check because he made too much money, more than 75,000 in 2019 and 2018. So he got cut off. I didn't qualify for it. I had to work every day in my life. But yet, look at all these rich people, all these multi multi millionaires at the multi multi billionaire Kennedy Center who got $25 million of COVID relief. Uh, they're just there having a good old time while we working peasants. We slave away for them. And add with the Omicron, Omicron variant, they're coming back to do shutdowns again. The White House is leaking about shutdowns. Here in L.A. County, they're back to indoor masks. They're trying to shut stuff down again. Um, with images like this of the rich doing what the rich are doing, and then with us getting squashed by the health officials, are the people going to break here pretty soon? Are, are we almost at our wits end? Or is this our new normal? No, if you actually look right now, the people in Austria where they were put on a house arrest, you were quarantined and you cannot leave and you have to stay home and blah, 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 bullshit. Excuse me. Sorry. Boop, boop. Um, boop, boop. It was a little <laughs> late for the boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're out in the streets. They're fighting this right now. They're totally against these mandates and they're out protesting and basically saying this is bull this is not right it's wrong and look at australia they have people in camps right now because of this and the only reason i read something today too that the only reason this hasn't happened here in the united states is because of our constitution and we have rights and guns and i Lots think that people i think the media what they're realizing is that they they try they've tried to figure out all the division the rich the poor the black against the white um they're they're conservatives the democrat liberal the, you know the republic they're trying to figure out all these different divisive ways of doing things but now people are going wait a second you know what i this is not this is not going to work much longer people are struggling to go to work pay for gas pay for food and um the people are also angry that I saw another person's today along this line say, how come I'm going to work and I am paying bills and people are staying home and getting huge checks and this the, the way that things work with taxes and social security for people with disabilities, um, if you work too much, they also take more taxes, you, you lose mm -hmm. that ability to earn that so these people who are working that may have someone that gets a disability checklet such as a a child or so forth um then they're taxed on that while there's people just sitting at home doing nothing so i do think with this culmination of all of these different things that are just weighing down on the american people that it's going to come to a head and look at they're losing their minds people are busting out cities and major stores because they've lost their minds. It's, it's, it's all coming down to a match, massive purge. So I don't want to go to the city. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere yeah. 
near a confined place. I work in the city every day. It, it is it is a it is a chore to get in and out safely, and it's getting worse and worse. Yes. So JV, so 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 people. My personal opinion is that people are waking up. We're seeing it everywhere, and they're starting to push back. So the whoever's controlling all this is getting um, desperate. So did you see did you see the march that happened on the mall with the uh, with the you know a couple hundred guys in khakis with the white face masks on, American flags, the Patriot Foundation or something like that. Did you see that? I saw, uh, I may have seen a picture that. or two, uh, yeah. Well, they're, they're trying to say that those are Trump mega supporters. So I I, I did a side-by-side. -side. So the above one is the well-fit, uh, super skinny, uh, whatever the hell that, that was. I call it a false flag. And the bottom one, these are actually people from a mega march, from a Donald Trump march. We're all bearded. We're fat, a little out of weight. We got tattoos. We're, we're not very uniformed. They're getting so desperate. And then I ran across this photo, and this made this really made my head go, what? This is a photo of FBI. They were doing a, a field search for something. Look at the khakis. The khakis, damn. I don't want to go down this particular road of conspiracy, but Jesus is freaking close. I mean, what, what, am I, what, what are we witnessing here? Yeah, that's what we're witnessing here. Actually, I have some, you know, Bray, one of the things you know about what I do here is I tend uh -huh. not to jump to conclusions, but I do a lot of research. I do a lot of research. And I did a little bit of a, a of an investigation on this crazy train thing, uh, this phenomenon oh my God. that you have. And we have uncovered some very, very key footage. And I think <laughs> having just had to play the crazy train video, I think right now is a perfect time to reveal this. This is breaking uh. news. This is breaking news. I don't know. Oh. Oh, my. <laughs> oh my. You're insane. You have way too much time on your hands. This is breaking footage of the crazy train heading to Conspiracy <laughs> Junction. Oh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> How much time did you put into this? Way too much, let me tell you. I I had investigators on this, working on this. Well, Squatch is real, oh. and Elvis is still alive, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, now we have, we have footage... Celebration! Come on! Yeah, so now we have actual footage of what goes on inside the crazy train. And I did notice a few empty seats. Who are going to be in those empty seats, Britt? Who goes in those empty seats? You, eventually. <laughs> you, eventually. You'll come along. Yeah. We're right. It's crazy time. Uh, I don't remember what question you asked me, but let me, uh, you, know, you were talking about the FBI and all that. Listen, there's still information we need to have revealed and I hope when Republicans take control of Congress in 2022, they begin, and I hate 
investigation after investigation. I hate that stuff. But we need 14,000 hours of video footage released from the Capitol building that Nancy Pelosi won't release. We need to really know what happened. We need to know how many federal agents were involved in that crowd and what role did they play. Maybe it was none. I don't think it was none, but maybe that's the case. We need to know. Yeah, maybe. We need to know that stuff. And we're not going to find out under this sham of a January 6th commission thing that is that is just a political witch on what does this say you can okay, yeah um political witch hunt eventually the January 6th thing that's all that is uh and we're not going to find out anything until until congress changes hands and the republicans can actually look into this stuff which if we win in November of next year it'll be January of 2023 when we can finally start getting some answers. Uh, the Kennedy Center thing center thing that you showed, they got $25 million in COVID money. I remember that being a very uh, major sticking point in the negotiations for one of the bills, and I think it was the second bill that Trump uh, signed, and Congress was holding it. Remember Nancy Pelosi held it up for a really long time? Oh, yeah. She was, it was this, all about that Kennedy Center. I don't get that. It was about, this was part of it. This was part of it. Yeah. And I also want to mention that uh, I said it's AMO in, in chat. I used that. It's actually, he, he corrected me, said call him Sam. So it must be it's Sam. I don't know, whatever. Sam. So sorry about that. I, I read the names as I can try to figure them out. It's hard to understand them sometimes. So, yeah. Did I miss any of your questions there? I don't remember if I got them all. No, I don't think I got most of them. Okay. All right. Let's talk math. You want to talk math? You're good at math, Brett. Ish. <laughs> Let's talk about math. I got to figure out where I am. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. So uh, there are a group of scientists and mathematicians that have written a letter warning against social justice based math standards. We've heard this talked about everywhere, but most loudly in California. In California. Actually, um, California is introducing what they are calling the California Mathematics Framework, in which uh, teachers should take a, quote, social, or excuse me, a justice-oriented perspective to teaching math, and that a social justice approach to mathematics enables the humanizing of mathematics. Benny, they don't want to teach right and wrong, because right and wrong is Anglo-based. Right and wrong is white supremacist-based. So how the hell do you teach anything if there's no standards and there's no way to determine right from wrong? Well, that, that's a good question. And I also would like to bring up the fact that when parents who don't agree with what their children are being taught, when they go to school board meetings and try to at least um, knock some common sense um, into the school board, um, not violently, not, 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 not physically, just, you know, using words, um, they they get put um, on you know the government's uh, watch list as as domestic terrorists because as parents we care about what our children are learning when they're around their teachers more than they're around us you know w- when we do send them off to school if we're not homeschooling that is um, that it's really it's really getting communist China Soviet Russia you know type levels in the education system and that is indoctrination from the ground up uh you know for instance that's why um you know children are being indoctrinated at such a high level uh, because from a young age if you're taught something you know you're most likely going to you know 
have that become part of you know who you are and 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 how you have relationships with people and, and how you think and how you problem solve and all those things. So if they can get them when they're really young, you know, it used to start only in colleges, but now the state has realized that they can go even younger and younger and younger. And as soon as parents try to push back, then uh, they're classified as domestic terrorists. So um, I think parents should keep pushing back. You know, um, if every parent who disagreed with this pushed back, they would stop this. But, um, you know, people have to stand up for their children's education. It seems that more and more parents are, and I don't think parents are intimidated at all by these recent moves by the FBI to label them as domestic terrorists. If anything, it's emboldened them. And I can't wait to see the optics of the first mother that gets hauled away in handcuffs because she's protesting uh, a curriculum at a school board. Let them do that because that'll that'll be the worst uh optics for the for them they could possibly have uh rebecca you're the kinder gentler panelist here tonight tell me if there's is there any logic into the in this is there any logic into saying that well because black and brown students perform more poorly on math test scores we have to bring everybody down to that level instead of trying to raise them up to to a higher standard is there any logic in that there's never logic in lowering yourself. It doesn't matter if it's educationally or spiritually to someone else's level because all you're doing is commiserating. When you stay at a certain level of success or being or activity or energy, you're forcing those around you to raise themselves up to a better, higher level for themselves because you do nobody a service. It's basically saying, it's it's and it's funny that nobody is saying, hey, this is racist. It's saying black or brown students are dumb and they can't do your math. So let's dumb it down for them. Let's make it easier because black students just are too dumb to do your math because math is white or success is white, which shows the absolute hatred for the people who are starting and perpetuating this absolute asinine bullcrap. Because I can guarantee there are black people out there that are hella smarter at math than I could ever be. It has nothing to do with color of skin. This is just another divisive crap way of saying black and white or white and black and brown and black and Asian and black and white and this and slanted eye and round eyes and blah, blah, blah. It's just divisive action. Lowering anybody, allowing them or forcing people to lower any behaviors is dumb. It's That is dumb stupid i think it also rebecca i think i'm I'm piggybacking on all of that i think it also uh illustrates particularly these black and brown students that we're talking about are are almost exclusively urban students and who controls urban centers democrats and they have failed they have failed those communities and one of the ways that we see that demonstrated is that these these children fail in schools that's one of the symptoms of the overall failure of the Democrats' policies. So instead of trying to fight that anymore, they want to eliminate the standards so that you don't measure that failure. The other thing, Britt, and I think this is also really interesting, when you look at what they're trying to do, let's just break it right down to this math thing. Eliminate the stand, get, get rid of the uh, high advanced math uh, achievement levels. Don't let, don't let those classes exist. Bring everybody down to the same level of mediocrity. That's a metaphor for socialism, isn't it? Yep. 
Yeah, and and also, what is it? The racism of low expectation. You know, so I mean, again, great reset. Agenda twenty thirty, agenda twenty fifty. Warren, Bu uh, Warren Buffett, Koch Brothers, Soros, Atlantic Foundation, Tides Foundation. It's all the Devos group. It's the billionaires. The billionaires are all fighting over what we're going to do for them. That's where we're at, unfortunately. Um, uh, I'm going to see if I can make this article make sense. So this actually made me laugh, Benny. San Francisco crime surge prompts city to suspend cannabis tax to help dispensaries versus drug dealers so the taxes apparently were so high in san francisco city uh that that the drug dealers were able to come in and undercut and, and just take all the business wow this looks like something on jay leno's headlines or something like that wow it does right yeah yeah that's that's amazing. <laughs> what you were talking about before with the, um, not to rewind a little bit, but uh, with the uh, gas prices, I can't believe the gas is that high by you. Uh, that's terrible. Um, yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel for you. Uh, but almost every every time I go to a gas station and I'll, um, yeah, I, I don't have one of those club cards. I don't go to the same gas station every, every time. I just, wherever I can get gas. Almost every time I go to every different gas station, they have these anti Joe Biden stickers um, and uh, markers. I and did everyone's... that. You did? Okay. So you're one of those guys that are doing that. Okay, good. Uh, people need to keep doing that. If, if you see that, if you can get your hands on them, keep doing that um, because uh, the insurgency is alive and well. It's, you know, we the people for a reason. So, Rebecca, San Francisco being the poop hole that it is, um, I mean, literally poop on the streets. They can't pay for anything. Uh, the people voted for this tax. Now they're repealing it. I mean, why don't they just go out and arrest the drug dealers? I mean, this is what blows my mind. The quickest way to end up in jail is get between the government and your money that they want. I'm surprised they're not going after the drug dealers for not let, I mean. Wow. I think that's a whole other show because you're talking about who's whose hands are in whose pockets, who's pulling whose favors, um, who's that I, I there's there's just more to that than tax dollars and um, it, because it comes down to the community as well. And it comes down to people in the community. They know who's doing it. They know where the houses are. But are they calling it in? Are they dealing with it? No. And I think this also comes down to what we were talking about before and like this full circle of protecting your blood and protecting your your own. And, um, and again, this whole show is really, there's been a lot of discussion on racism. And um, if you're talking about Latino, if you're talking about white, well, you know what? Um, I think I, I will turn in. I don't care. I don't care what color they are. I'll turn them in if I know they're doing it. But I, if you look generally at black communities, they won't talk. They won't share. They won't talk. They won't turn anybody in. And I think part of it is their own fault is because they don't want the police in there. They don't want anybody policing their neighborhoods because police are anti-black and racist and hateful and blah, blah, blah. And they... I don't, they don't want any more of their men in prison and in jail, but their men and their women, if you're in jail, you're doing a crime. I, I don't know. It just opens up. There's That's a whole other show. I think you could pull off a whole outline of things to discuss as to why they don't turn in their, their drug dealers.
And I don't think it's right. just politics. It's communities. Right. So, JV, so a little further into this article, this is what baffles me. So the city of the city supervisors in San Francisco unanimously approved an ordinance to suspend the city's business tax for this thing. If you drop down to the third paragraph, it says that the taxpayers voted for this for this the taxpayers of the city of San Francisco voted for this tax, 1% to 5% citywide tax. Uh, in November of 2018, it was supposed to go into effect uh, the end of this year, uh, January 1, two, uh, 2022. So the citizens voted for it, and then the supervisors of San Francisco said, you know what, citizens? Uh, we're the ones that call the shots here, so we're just going to completely eliminate what you voted for, and we're going to do what we want. This is what I truly have a problem with. The people voted for it, and the, the the city councilmen are saying, "Yeah, no, we don't care what you said. We're going to do what we want." Well, this bothers I, I, me. I, I would, mm. Britt, I would, I would guess we would should have to read the text of the law, the ordinance, whatever it is that passed. It could say that it could have just authorized the city. What is it? A council, a, a, a board of supervisors, city supervisors, so a board of supervisors. The the what the voters passed in 2018 could have just authorized them to implement a tax. So they have the the jurisdiction to determine how and what. So before we get too critical there, we need to know what the or, what the uh, uh, text of the ordinance is. My guess is it's that. Having served in local government, that's gen generally what it is. Um, regarding the drug dealers, I just want to uh, mention something that Rebecca said. You know, talking about why com these minority communities won't turn in their drug dealers. I'm ass I'm assuming, and I've always thought this. A lot of that is for fear of retribution, especially now, when these people don't go to jail. Stitches. When people don't go to yeah. jail, they don't even they don't even have aren't even held until trial. Yep. They're out the next day, then that the night of. If See? if if you're somebody who called the police, my guess is you're going to fear for your life at that point. So yep. you just don't get involved, and that's another consequence of this bail reform this uh this rhetoric against the police departments this these these prosecutors who aren't prosecuting crime it's all liberal bullshit that is making our mm -hmm. communities far more dangerous yep where did i do was it la i think it's the la police chief brit you would know probably just said don't come here it's too dangerous if you're a tourist don't come Saying, I didn't hear that. When, when did that happen? This was today I read it. And I'm not sure who it was and exactly what he said, but the message was it's too dangerous for you to come here. What the hell kind of cities, what kind of country is this? The, you know, for people to, to be okay with this, man, uh, there's something has really changed from, from the country that I grew up in. And I don't think thing, people, I think people need to wake up. And again, you know, here we have this echo chamber problem. We're talking about this to people who tend to agree with us. It's the people that don't necessarily agree, agree with us that have to wake the hell up and recognize by voting these incompetents into office, whether it's in, in L.A., in the city government, in the state government, in the federal government, and they're almost all Democrats. Don't get me wrong. There are plenty of incompetent Republicans too we gotta stop voting these incompetents into office the cory bushes of the maxine waters the aocs the elizabeth warrens there's so many of them 
and they just get reelected and put back into office, and then they cause this kind of damage. They cause damage to the point where the second largest city in the United States is now saying, don't come here, it's too dangerous. And if Chicago was honest... I'm looking for that. If Chicago was honest, they'd be saying the same damn thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And New York, for that matter, I, w- I wouldn't go to New York. I used to go to New York all the time. I wouldn't go now. Not right now. And maybe that's an overreaction, but so be it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Do you want me to, to move on from there, Britt? Or... Yeah, please. I'm looking up this chief of police statement. Yeah, I, I, I'm just doing it from memory. I know that, that was the message. I'm just not exactly sure who the person was that said it. I thought it was a police chief. Could have been a union president. Who knows? Uh, okay, so... Let's talk a little bit about what's going to be happening tomorrow, Benny, because this is really, really consequential, and I don't think uh, we're getting enough coverage of it. Joe Biden is going to have a video summit, a video conference, I guess, a video meeting uh, tomorrow night with Russian President Putin. One of the key issues they'll be talking about is the Russian troop buildup, nearly 100,000 soldiers on the border of Ukraine. Putin, it is has been released from his uh, from his government, is going to be issuing an ultimatum to Joe Biden. He will be saying that I demand that you, Joe Biden, guarantee that NATO will never expand into Ukraine, and if you can't give me that guarantee, Russia might soon launch an offensive invasion of its neighbor Ukraine. Is Joe Biden the person we want at the other end of that conference call? Hearing this ultimatum from Vladimir Putin. Absolutely not. Uh, He probably won't even stay awake for it, (laughs) um, honestly. But I don't think that the vice, I wouldn't want the vice president there either. Or the uh, Speaker of the House for that matter. Um, We're we're screwed. I'll just say we're screwed. We're effed. I'll watch my language this time. Yeah, we're screwed. Uh, we are screwed. Uh, the Russian foreign minister even followed this up personally saying, everyone's heard what Re- uh, President Putin has said, and they're all aware that he's very serious about it. Rebecca, that is saber rattling at its highest degree. Um, yeah, you know, I saw that and I just kind of, my mouth fell open this morning watching like, wait a second, he's going to get on the phone with Joe Biden, he's he's gonna be like, oh wow, who's who's that? I mean, he's not even gonna know who he's talking to. He's gonna he's he's gonna be asking about when he gets his bubble bath. He's gonna have no clue what's going on. He is dazed and confused. He, I, I, it's worrisome because Putin he is very exact. He is thoughtful and careful in everything he does and what he says and he has purpose you know they said what they were talking about russia wants to go into the ukraine this has been going on for (laughs) how many centuries hundreds and hundreds of years as i'm going to go take over this country over here i'm going to take i mean they they all do it The, the the french they invaded the dutch they invaded everywhere it's been going on for hundreds of years this isn't going to end. It's like the wind. It's always going to be there. Someone's always going to want to invade. The problem is we have Biden. <laughs> yeah, it, and, and it is a problem. Um, and if you saw by this particular headline, the current uh, line in the sand for Putin is this. 
Washington has agreed with its European allies on measures that would cause, quote, significant and severe economic harm to Russia if Putin chooses to proceed. Britt, there was a day, oh, about a year ago, when the U.S. was energy independent. Right now, the U.S. imports a significant amount of its oil from Russia. Germany and much of the, much of the uh, European nations import most of their natural gas from Russia. What can we do economically to Russia that would be strong enough to stop an invasion or or penalize an invasion of Ukraine that would have any significant teeth without losing for Europe their natural gas energy supplies? And for the United States, a significant supplier of uh, oil here at home. Talk about high gas prices now. Um, well, there's, there's there's actually a lot we can do, but not while Joe Biden is and his administration's in office. So right now, there's really nothing. We have nothing. They, we, we, they, they are laughing at us. They're going to do what they want to do, how they want to do it, when they want to do it. And we are we're not even a third thought to them right now. Putin is more worried about keeping Chi Chai Zin, Xi happy. Chi? Is that it? Chi? G. 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 He's more worried about keeping G happy. Omicron. I mean, yeah, yeah, Omicron. He doesn't really <laughs> care about us. He doesn't he doesn't care. He he and it's because it's Biden. <clears throat> Biden is weak. And he's also compromised. You know, we we're always like, you know, Biden, China, compromise China, but let's not forget. Biden is also compromised via the Ukraine route with all the gas and energy up there. So and that was all Russian KGB stuff. So Biden is compromised on both sides. And um, Russia, for the time being, the bad actors in the world have the run of the table. America, being the policeman of the world, is no longer on the beat. Just like our cities, America as the police, we have stepped back and the bad guys are running the table. And it's going to be ugly. And Trump said something, I think it was this morning, maybe, um, it could have been yesterday, that at the speed in which the Biden administration is moving, I'm paraphrasing, is moving, he may train wreck us to a point that we can't come back. It can't get that bad. We can go so far down the rabbit hole, we won't be able to pull it back out. And that's what he worries about. And that's what a lot of other people are worrying about. And I, I look at the same thing. We are we're going down that rabbit hole so fast uh, that we might not be able to come back out of it. We we might never get back to quote unquote the old days and the good times. At least not anytime soon. Ronald Reagan no. used to say peace th- peace through strength, and n- right now is mm-hmm. a perfect example of where we need strength to maintain peace. We don't have strength. Not we don't have economic strength that we have had. We don't have the military strength that we had, and we don't have the resolve in the White House that we've had in the past. And China, Russia, and Iran are all sensing it. They're like sharks circling a a a, a, a bloodied body in the ocean, and they just waiting to strike. Uh, Benny. The U.S. intelligence community has uh, concluded that the Kremlin could be planning a multi-front offensive as soon as as soon as early next year that will involve 175,000 Russian troops. The U.S. intelligence community, which missed everything in Afghanistan, missed you know item after item, but still they they seem to be on this. In fact, they're convinced it's about to happen. That's a pretty scary admission from the U.S. intelligence community. Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, what was the last act we did? It, we did it in Afghanistan. We bombed a, what was it? A freaking uh, family uh, getting children. water. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Um, 
you know, it's no wonder that those countries called the United States the Great Satan uh, for all the um, all the innocent uh, lives that we've killed over there, destroyed families. Uh, what's really interesting about Russia is I saw a, um, I saw a Putin speech um, a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about um, the education system in America and um, the whole um, you know woke culture, and he was flat out against it. He was saying that. There's no way teachers should be, you know, teaching this. And he was actually saying that America needs to come back to, to Jesus and um, that uh, if you don't have God, you have the devil. And, you, you know, he was, he was sort of almost like warning our, warning our country that, you know, um, communism, socialism starts in, you know, in, in the culture and in the education system. Um, and Russia has been through that. And I know they're a little bit different now, but uh I think there's a lot that we can learn from Russia and Putin, honestly. Um, but uh, the media certainly likes to make him look like the bad guy and Russia look like the bad guy. And while they may be doing some shady things mm -hmm. in Ukraine and and other things, um, much like Osama bin Laden was an asset for the CIA, I believe that Russia and Putin are like an asset for the um, corporate media in America. Um, but mm -hmm. um, having said that, I think that uh, like you said, the next couple of days with regarding this, this call, I wish I could be a fly on the wall because, uh, it would be very interesting to, to witness. Yeah. We've got more to worry about than just Russia too. This is a major concern, but we also have, uh, China to worry about as we, we've, uh, we've had for years now and it's getting worse instead of better, but there's a new report out that China's military spending is now 50% larger than India, Japan, Taiwan, and the uh, Southeastern Asian nations, which includes Australia and a bunch of other Southeastern Asian nations, combined 50% larger than all of those nations combined. Uh, Rebecca, it's a new day in the Southeastern Pacific. Uh, and our anti-China policy right now seems to be limited to a diplomatic boycott of the Olympics. That's what we're doing. Well, when um, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, one of the things they said was, wow, we really underestimated them. And so I think that to say that China isn't capable of doing something dastardly, uh, like sending a rocket our direction or uh, to take care of Taiwan or any of those other little countries around them, uh, that would be an underestimation of what they're capable of. I mean, they can put out some massive production, can't they? And they've been training for this literally forever. It's what they do. They they all, they wake up, they focus, they get it done, and they barely sleep. I mean, that's what everybody knows, like, unless unless I'm wrong, I think China, the Chinese are very adept at, they're trained that way too. Um, they don't, all they do is they work. They get up, they go to work. And, or go to school if they're kids and they they Or they go to school. Very dedicated. All day long. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Dedication, I think that's the way. Once they focus on something, they're yeah. very dedicated, be it the Olympics or sewing or making a rocket. Who knows? Um, and now their military is gearing up, obviously, for something huge. As far as Putin goes, I really seriously, with everything that's going on with the collusion with the Democrats and the elites in this country, 
I really, and let's not forget that Trump may not have been guilty of collusion with Russia, but he and Putin, they have an understanding. I'm telling you, they have some kind of an understanding and it's a good thing for us as Americans. And with the collusion that happened with the elite Democrats and the politicians, I think that this is more, I know this is crazy, but vibing on that, I really think this is more of a front. It's almost of like, okay, we're gonna do this and we're gonna, now that's also bad too, because we're dealing with Biden. So if Putin does try to pull something over on him, it's, it's very simple. Brett, um, Brett yeah. I've got three things and I didn't realize how late it was and we can wrap up after this. Um, but uh, this article says China also intends to establish its first permanent military presence on the Atlantic Ocean in the tiny Central African country of Equatorial Guinea. Uh, this sounds like Biden's Cuban Missile Crisis. How does Biden react? Does he react with the same resolve that Kennedy did with the uh, Soviets and Cuba? The other thing I want to throw your way, because you are the crazy trained man here, is what if something that Rebecca just said, although she mentioned it with Trump, but what if they're setting up expectations for this meeting tomorrow night? Russia's going to invade uh, uh, Ukraine. Russia's going to invade. And then Biden says something and they come out of the meeting and, and, he, and peace is declared in our time. And this is just a setup to give Biden a bounce in the polls. That would be amazing if they could pull that off, but they're not that competent. I mean, we're watching all the craziness that's going on within the administration. Um, I, I don't, it would be nice if it was like that, but it's not. It's uh, insanity. Um, do you know how we stop China from spending 50% more than in all those other countries on the military? Yeah, we, we stop buying their shit. Stop buying their shit. Get our factories out of there. Tariff the hell out of it. Make it, we, we Americans are funding our rule. We are funding the people that are going to lop our heads off. We are funding our overlords. Not just the stuff China. that we're buying. And that's not just in China. That's in the Middle East, too. It's We're doing it in both places yeah. now. Exactly. So uh, can we please stop buying their shit? Can you effing morons that couldn't handle a few mean tweets pull your heads out of your asses and realize how bad it is right now how dangerous the world is right now how dangerous our cities are right now i work in the shithole of la every day i see violence every day i go to work i see violence men beating women women beating women men beating men uh people torturing animals i see it every day i go to work that's where we're at right now because you didn't want a few mean tweets because mm -hmm. you let the media tell you what to think. We did this to ourselves. If you have lost your job and you find yourself living on the streets because, and you voted for Biden when it was good times, that's on you. You did. We are doing this to ourselves because we're letting the corporate media and the Devos level billionaires tell us what to think. We're falling for it. It's been written about. It's been foretold for many, many years, centuries, decades. It's easy to see. Study history. We have to stop buying China stuff. We have to be energy independent. We need to focus on us for a while. We need to get back to the 2019s when we had the lowest unemployment records 
on all groups across all boards when our economy was booming our treasury was filling up china was in retreat russia was on on their knees begging us to let them make some money on oil that's what we need to get back to and the only way we do that is having an asshole in the white house that understands business that's how we get back to it trump proved it can be yeah. done Everything that our politicians said we could never do because we're going to blow the world up. Trump did it and made us all richer for it. All true. All true. I just wanted to I, uh, throw this headline up here. I'm not going to do an article, though, but I because I just mentioned it. And there is an article in the Wall Street Journal about the three potential crises unfolding on the world stage. And it mentions specifically here a potential Russian invasion of Ukraine, Chinese pressure on Taiwan. It's more than pressure and shaky Iran nuclear talks. Shaky is an understatement. Iran will end up with a nuclear bomb with the with the sole uh, exception of um, Israel acting on its own before it happens. That's the only way it won't happen. So there's a lot going on, and we put a we put an imbecile into the White House. Well, we didn't, some, but somebody mm -hmm. did. Somebody did. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so Britt, what do we need people to do uh, for us? So we got a few things we need done that helps us out. If you could smash some like buttons, if you can subscribe, the people that are in YouTube chat, we love you there, but eventually we're not going to be there because YouTube's going to nuke us. So get your backup plans uh, lined up. Rumble, Foxhole, uh, great places to go. Also, if you're watching on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, uh, it is a repeat, but JV and I do try to bounce in and out of chat from time to time. I noticed this weekend there were people asking questions and then going, what the hell? You're not, how come you're not answering? You know, we try to get in. We, we can't sit there, you know, 24-7, but we do try to get in and, and answer the questions. So if you do have some questions, um, uh, definitely put them in the chat or viewermail at independencegang.com. Viewermail at independencegang.com. Uh, send us questions there, suggestions, articles you want us to talk about. Uh, we review that uh, that email quite often. Actually, I think, JV, you get an alert on your phone every time an email comes in. Um, so if you really want to get something to us, that's the way to do that. And uh, send JV piles of gold, please. Yeah, piles of gold, gold would be very much welcome. Uh, I, I had something. Oh, I wanted to say something about uh, the weekend show. We get a lot of people that follow us as a result of watching the weekend show. And thank you so much. We don't get to thank you when it happens live. So obviously we want to thank you now. Um, we appreciate the follows and the shares and all of that. And the Week in Review opportunity over the course of the weekend to see all the week's shows back to back to back to back to back, uh, I think presents them in a really nice format. Uh, sadly, if you know you can't do it for long because the, new change, the news changes so rapidly that after a, a week or so, they start to get uh, out of date. So thanks for supporting that weekend effort. We appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Anything else? We'd we like to say hello to L, who's in our YouTube chat. Good to see you. Hope you're feeling better. And I do want to know if that spider bait bite gave you any superpowers. Do you feel like maybe you can sling some webs or, you know, anything like that? Oh, is that, that who some beep I know is? Yeah, I did. Yes, Britt. <laughs> I did not know that. Hi, L. <laughs> I think we have L next, next, next show, right? Friday, I think she said Friday. She thought was it was Friday in the chat, so I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't. I don't we know. never know. We don't know. We never know no. until until it's too late. Rebecca, where can people uh, follow your work? You're doing so, every time I turn around, you're doing something else and something different. You're in, you're somewhere else. You're traveling. You're doing stuff, giving gallery readings and stuff. Where can people follow all that? Godstool.com. G O D S T O O L dot com. Be in Vegas this weekend. So if you want a free gallery, 
go to MGM. It'll be, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Benny, what are you up to? Do I have your uh, your tag right there, your Gab tag? Is it Young Wise Owl or Wise Young Owl? I never remember. Yeah, you got it right. Nice. Young Wise Owl. Nice. I'm not I think that young anymore. but <laughs> I think it, last uh, time I had it uh, the other way, but uh, that's right. Yeah, and people... Yeah, I was going to say, um, people can read my books. They can go on Amazon, look up um, right. the Maris Trilogy, uh, Benjamin Deere. Um, yeah, you'll be able to find it. And I also have a link to the Amazon uh, bookstore um, on my Gab uh, profile in case anyone is interested. Well, tell, in what's the name of the trilogy books. again? You said it kind of fast. Yeah, sorry. Emeris, uh, E-M-E-R-U-S. Um, that's the name of the trilogy. Yes. Awesome. Thank All you. right. Awesome. Great. So with that, I guess we're going to gonna call it a night here. I forgot to do this. I wanted to do this earlier and I forgot. Isn't that pretty? <laughs> and L is on L is on Friday with Juliet. Oh, nice. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to play. We have people want to want to see the inside uh, Brit's crazy train. So I want to play this video out. Thanks to everybody for oh, being Jesus. here. <laughs> and we'll see you all <laughs> tomorrow night. We've got an interview that you're going to love with Kenny Zhu. Uh, I don't remember the topic. It's going to be fun. Oh, release the lemons, release the lemons. KJ really seems to be enjoying himself on this ride. Come on! Come on!